Masterpiece Audio Theatre proudly presents Empath, a variety show. Welcome to the madness! What the hell happened to everyone? One minute I was dying on stage, and the next minute I was lying beside this other Tom. Clone Tom! I don't like that name. I don't care. I don't want there to be any confusion between the two of us. You ain't the real deal. I am the real deal. You're the wish version of the real deal. You wouldn't even be on a dollar store shelf of real deals. You're being a tad bit harsh, Tom. He has feelings, you know. If and I want to hurt my own feelings, you can't stop me. But you just said that he wasn't you. I don't need the peanut gallery weighing in on this. I'm a person. I have the same rights as everyone else. You ain't real. He looks real enough to me. If there was an alleged $100,005 bounty on your head, I would not be remiss if I killed either one of you. Allegedly. That's an oddly specific number. Keeps tracing apps off scent of money trail. Allegedly. That's so 2018. We just use cryptocurrency now. Can't trace anyone's name in transactions these days. Interesting. I like the masterpiece coin myself. Ah, uh, I'm not familiar with that one. Too bad, it is the coolest NFT coin. I still don't know what's going on. What happened? Well, for the first part, I can tell you that Jeffrey assaulted you with a knockout drug, and they left you in the corner over there, unconscious in your own filth. Oh, festering, stinking up the place, lowering over all air quality. Then the voice guy got COVID, and we went on hiatus for the past two weeks. I imagine that Jeffrey forgot to keep topping up your dose. <laughs> I didn't forget anything. I ran out of my stockpile. Shipping issues. Whoa, this COVID thing is really affecting everything. I know, and now the zombies have COVID. I can't get to the parcel with my refill. Zombie Joe Walsh's arm fell off and derailed the packaging in the middle of the room. We was thinking it was a manufacturing problem from Asia. I only buy made in America pharmaceuticals. Oh, that's important information for the lawyer. Now you just wait a minute. Now a lawyer sounds like a great idea. Ah, I see we're all here. Yes, all of us. All of us? Why are you talking so slowly? Jeffrey, did you addle his brain? I think that means he's mad. You think? Well, that's good. I don't care if you're mad. We have a show to finish, and there's to be no breaks until this is done now. We blew the entire Doug Day's challenge, and now we've got to make up for it. I don't feel as if we blew it. Fine, we didn't blow it. You all did, and I suffered because of it. And now we're gonna fix it. You all got it? Right. Let's get on with this. If you need a refresher, here it is. Jim is running back to the stockade. He's left Ben Gunn. Got it? Right then, ready. Music! Action! It was less than a mile to the stockade. It was heavy running through the woods. The shooting was getting louder. Suddenly, before me, I saw a clearing and the smoke of muskets fired nearby. Hey there! 
Who goes there? Hey, don't shoot. It's me. Who's me? Me, Jim Hawkins. It is. It is. It is. It's Jim. It's Jim. Jim's back. He's safe. Jim's back. He's safe. Cut! Cut out! What the bloody hell was that? Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. What do you mean, what the bloody hell was that? A failure on multiple levels here. This is miserable. You don't even know who's in the bloody stockade, you fool. Where is me multiple tracks? Where are they one after another? Well, you know, you were kind of gone for a while and uh, you ran out of money. Let's be honest. I've got other projects coming up and we got to speed this thing up. I have all the time in the world. I paid good money for this. Well, no. You kind of didn't, and we kind of got to keep going, so uh, time is money. You've only got so much time. That's it! I'm never doing another production here ever again! You'll never have the likes of me directing an audio play in your booth! Uh, yeah, okay. Um, clock's ticking. I That's it! Music! Action! Moments later, I was over the stockade among my friends, and soon afterwards, the firing ceased. The mutineers were saving their powder. The stockade was a good place, with a paling six feet high all around it. We could have held it against a regiment, and here Captain Smollett decided to stay and await our enemy's next move. I told Dr. Livesey and the squire about Ben Gunn. Flag of truce! Flag of truce! Who's that? A silver. Keep indoors, man. Ten to one, this is a trick. Who goes? Stand or we'll fire! Flag of truce! Flag of truce! Doctor's watch on the lookout. Dr. Lipsy, take the north side, if you please. Yes, sir. Jim. To the east, gray, west. The watch below, all hands to load muskets. Lively, men, and careful. What do you want with your flag of truce? Captain Silver, sir, come to my terms. Captain Silver? Why, you black-hearted scoundrel, I've... Silence, sir, silence. If you wish to talk to me... You can't come. All that is all. If there's any treachery, it'll be on your side. And the Lord help ya. That's enough, Captain. A word from you's enough. I know a gentleman, and you might lay to that. You'd better sit down. Hey, you ain't gonna let me inside, Captain. It's main cold morning to be sure, sir. Sit outside on the sand. Oh, there's Jim. Top of the morning to you, Jim. Why, there you are all together, like a happy family, in a manner of speaking. If you've anything to say, my man, better say it. Right you were, Captain Smollett. Duty is duty, to be sure. Well, 
Here it is. We want that treasure. And we'll have it. That's our point. You'd just as soon as save your lives, I reckon. And that's yours. You have the chart, haven't you? Not this as may be. Ah, well, you have it. That'll that. What I mean is, we want your chart. You give us a chart to get the treasure by, and I'll give you my epidavy upon my word of honor to clap you somewhere safe ashore. Is it all you have to say? Every last word, by thunder. Refuse that, and you seen the last of me but musket balls. Very good. No, you'll hear me. If you come up one by one, unarmed, I'll engage to co-op you all in irons and take you home to a fair trial in England. If you won't, as me name Alexander Smollett, I've flown me sovereign colors, and I'll see you all to David Jones. You can't find the treasure, you can't sail the ship, and you can't fight us. I stand here and to tell you so, and it's the least good word you'll get from me. Now trump, me lad. Laugh by thunder, laugh. Before the hour's out, you'll laugh on the other side. Them that die will be the lucky ones. Get him! Here he is, swooping in the eyes. Hello! Kill him! Tell them it's time to cut off their hands! Ten minutes later, nothing remained of the attacking party, but the five who had fallen. Four on the inside and one on the outside of the palisade. The mutineers did not come back that night. They had got their rations, as the captain put it. The next day was stifling hot. After dinner, Dr. Livesey sent for me. Well, Jim, uh, was it the chiz you say as, uh, what is his name? Cut! Cut! Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. I thought I told you to remember your bloody lines. I'm sorry, Mr. Gruff. Uh, it has been a long time since uh, our horse is bought. Uh, if we had uh, been doing this a few weeks ago, I would remember. Uh, the bloody name is Ban Gun, and did I forget it again? Ah, oh, mais oui, right, that's right. <laughs> All right, from the top of the lane, and action! Erosium, was it cheese you said uh, Ban Gun had a fancy for? Yes, sir, cheese. Well, Jim, uh, just see the good accounts from being dainty in your food. Uh, you've seen my snuff box, haven't you? Uh, and you have never saw me take snuff. Uh, the reason being that in my snuff box, I carry a piece of Parmesan cheese. A cheese made in Italy, very nutritious. Uh, well, that is for being gone. Goodbye, my lad. Uh, then he took up his hat and pistols, girt on his cutlass, and put the chart in his pocket, and set off briskly through the trees. That afternoon, the blockhouse being stifling hot, and the little patch of the sand inside the palisade ablaze with midday sun, and so much blood about me, and so many poor dead bodies laying around, a new idea came into my head. This was to swim out under the cover of night, cut the Hispaniola adrift, and let her go ashore where she fancied. The mutineers, after their repulse of the morning, had nothing nearer in their hearts than to up-anchor in a way to sea. This, I thought, would be a fine thing to prevent.
It was evening when I reached the east coast of the island. I could see the Hispaniola lying at anchor offshore, and there was the Jolly Roger, the black flag of piracy, flying from her peak. As the last rays of daylight dwindled and disappeared, absolute darkness settled down on Treasure Island. The next night, I was back on land. I was proud of myself, and with good reason. I had grounded the Hispaniola, beached her up tidily in the north inlet, with no harm done, save for the mutineers. Hey, wait a minute. Where's the battle for the ship? Cut! Cut! Yo-ho-ho ho, and a bottle of rum. Catamit, why do you go on the boat? My big scene? I'm supposed to be Israel Hands. I get to fight Jim to the death. What's with the abbreviation of my character? This is discrimination. This is speciesism. Kermit, there's no way that Orson Welles or the others that were involved in the writing of this adaptation back in 1938 would have known a disembodied frog voice would be playing the part when they chose to leave that part out. Well, when you put it that way, it makes sense. I still don't like it. I've been practicing my knife-throwing skills since I got the part. You are practicing throwing a knife for an audio drama? You know they can't see us, right? I, um, I didn't think of that. Well, it doesn't matter. Let's go on with us. Little B, start at the stockade line. Ready? Good. Action! I had no trouble finding the stockade. Coming in from the shore, keeping close in the shadows where the darkness was the thickest. I crept under the blockhouse. I could see nothing. The doctor and the squire must have worried about me. I should lie down in my own place, I thought, and enjoy their faces when they found me in the morning. I felt for a place to lay down. Pieces of eight. Pieces of, eight. Pieces of eight. Pieces of eight. Who goes? Who goes? Bring a torch, Dick. Well, well. Shiver my draw shaft. Jim Hawkins dropping in like that, eh? <laughs> Quite a pleasant little surprise for poor old John. I've always liked you, I have, Jim. You're a lad of spirit. A picture of my own self when I was young and handsome. Oh, I always wanted you to join my camp and take your share and uh gentlemen. And now, my cock, you got to. You can't go back to your own lot. <laughs> where are they? Now, where do you think, my son? Have you killed them? What do you think? Well, I'm not such a fool, but I know pretty well what I have to look for. But there's a thing or two I have to tell you. And the first is this. Here you are, in a bad way. Ship lost, treasure lost, men lost. And you want to know who did it? It was I. How dare I? I knew they weren't that lucky. We are experiencing some technical difficulties. Please stand by. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. 
I was in the apple barrel the night we sighted land, and I heard you, John, and you, Dick Johnson, and Hans, who's now at the bottom of the sea, and told every word you said before the hour was out. And as for the schooner, it was I who cut her cable. Why's he still alive? And it was I who brought her where you'll never see her more. Not one of you. I don't more fear you than I fear a fly. I'll put one to that. And here goes, you sneaking son of a skunk. And so will I. Avast there. Who are you, Tom Morgan? Maybe you thought you was captain here, perhaps. Tom's right. Kill the boy. Kill him. Get up, do a man! Did any of you gentlemen want to have it out with me? Him that wants it shall get it. You won't fight? Then, by thunder, you'll obey. You may lay to that. I like that boy. Now, never seen a better boy than that. He's more a man than any pair of rats of ye in this here house. What I say is this. Let me see to him that'll lay a hand on him. That's what I say. You may lay to that. Hmm. Seems you have a lot to say. Pipe up and let me hear it or lay to. John. What? We, we got something for you, John. Step up. I won't bite you. Hand it over, lover. The black spot. <laughs> I thought so. What's on it? Deposed. <laughs> Deposed. That's it, is it? <laughs> ah, I say not. Very pretty rote, to be sure. <laughs> like print, I swear. But it ain't one bit prettier rote than this. What's that? And what does it look like, lads? A short. That's what it is. A chart. A chart of this island. Old Flint's chart. Now, what do you say to that? Yes, that's Flint's sure enough. That's it. On a clovitch to it, so he's done. Over. Silver's the man. Silver. John, John Silver, Silver, the captain. Barbecue forever. Barbecue for captain. John Silver, the captain. That was the end of the night's business. Only, much later, I woke up suddenly and felt someone beside me. Jimmy boy. Yes, Long John. I saved your life for you tonight, Jim. Now, you may stick close. Jim, back to back, like. In case of trouble, and talking of trouble, Jim... Why did those friends of yours leave that chart behind when they cleared out of here? They did, though. I, I came in here this morning and found the place empty and the chart lying there on the table where I couldn't have missed it. And there's something under that. Something under that. Good or bad. The next morning, we set out after the treasure. Tall tree, spyglass shoulder, bearing a point to the north and northeast, skeleton island, east, southeast, by east, ten east. Hey, over there, come quick. 
At the foot of a pine, half covered with a green creeper, a human skeleton lay on the ground. A skeleton, demigod? It lay perfectly straight, the feet pointing in one direction, the hands raised above its head like a diver's, pointing directly in the opposite. It ain't natural. But you know, lads, I've a notion, my old numbskull. Now, there's the compass. There's the tippy top point of Skeleton Island sticking out like a tooth. Take a bearing, Willie, along the line of them bones. East, southeast, island boy, east. I thought so. It's a pointer. <laughs> right up there's our line for the pole star and them jolly dollars. This is one of Flint's jokes, ain't no mistake. Him and they six was alone here. And he killed them, every man. And this one, he holed up here and he laid down by the compass, yes. Six they were and six we are. And bones is what they are now. I saw, I'm dead, old Flint. There he laid with penny pieces on his eyes. Dead, oi, sure enough he's dead. But if ever a spirit woke, it'd be Flint's dear heart. But he died by dead Flint. Aye, then he did. Oi, main odd it were. And the windy was open, and I hear this old song of his coming out clear as hell, and the death hole on the man already. <laughs> Listen. Fifteen men on the dead man. Did you hear what I hear? <laughs> Bart's Flint, big odd, old Flint. Dobby McGraw. <laughs> oh, Lord. Dobby McGraw. <laughs> Fetch off the rhyme. <laughs> that was his last words. Dobby Old Flint's last words above board. Shipmates! Shipmates! There's 750,000 pounds, not a quarter of a mile from here. Since when did a gentleman of fortune show his stern to that much dollars for a boozy old seaman with a blue mug and him dead, too? Believe there, John. Do you cross a spirit? Spirit? Well, maybe. You know, you know whose voice that was? It was like somebody else's. It was like her. <laughs> By the powers. Ben Gunn. Aye, so it were. Ben Gunn it were. Oi, nobody minds Ben Gunn. Dead or alive, nobody minds him. <laughs> <laughs> Byglass shoulder, bearing a point to the northeast, Skeleton Island, southeast and by east, ten feet. Hey, Bates, here's the tall tree. The first of the tall trees was reached, and by that bearing point proved the wrong one. So did the second, so did the third. All right, as I, Long John, Mary, that's her, here it is. Before us was a great excavation. 
In this was the shaft of a pick, broken in two, and the boards of several packing cases strewn around, all branded with the name Walrus, the name of Flint's ship. The treasure had been found and rifled. The 700,000 pounds were gone. <laughs> we turned and saw above us on the edge of the pit, Ben Gunn, Dr. Livesey, Gray, and the Squire, all with muskets. The doctor's plan had worked. The pirates had fallen into a trap. John Silver, you're a prodigious villain and an imposter, sir. But you saved this boy's life. I'll not prosecute you, but the dead men, sir, hang about your neck like millstones. Thank you kindly, sir. I dare you to thank me. That's a gross dereliction of my duty. Stand back. It took us three days to move the treasure from Ben Gunn's cave on board the ship. And on the 8th day of December, the Hispaniola reached Bristol. Five men only of those who had sailed returned with her. Well, that was 19 years ago. All of us had an ample share of the treasure and used it, wisely or foolishly, according to our natures. Captain Smollett is now retired from the sea, and as for Ben Gunn, he got a thousand pounds, which he spent, or lost, in nineteen days, for he was back begging on the twentieth. Silver vanished on the voyage one night off the coast of Mexico, and we heard no more of him. The bar of silver and the arms still lie, for all I know, where Flint buried them, and certainly they shall lie there for all of me. Oxen and wain ropes could not bring me back again to that accursed island. And the worst dreams that I ever have are when I hear the surf booming about its coasts or start upright in bed with the sharp voice of Captain Flint still ringing in my ears. Ork, pieces of eight, 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 pieces of eight. Pieces of A, pieces of A. You have been listening to Treasure Island, starring Tom Blader as John Silver, Keeper of Keys as Billy Bones, Little B as Young Jim, Sid the Sloth as Black Dog, Lady Stewart as Jim's mother, Captain Hook as Blind Fury, Pierre the Shrimp as Dr. Livesey, Smee as Squire Trelawney. Benchik Pachenovic for Captain Smollett. Geronimo Stewart for Ben Gunn. Directed by Billy Gruff. This has been a Masterpiece Audio Theater production. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. You have been listening to MPAT Studios' presentation of Masterpiece Audio Theater. This episode was performed by J.G. Langjans. This badass tune is played by Tony Whitford from Worth Guitars. If you're looking for a new guitar or custom build, check out Worth Guitars USA at worthguitarsusa.com. Or you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram. We can be found at nimlast.org, or you can email us at j at jglangjans.com. This podcast was released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 onboarded license. 
Thanks for joining us.